Thanks for tuning in on our Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo podcast. Wherever you're tuning in from, we pray you're encouraged by the message. All right, so Exodus chapter 20. Honor your father and mother. Some of you are like, why did we dismiss Canyon kids to their service? Shouldn't they be in here hearing this? Honor your father and mother that your days, everyone say days. days. Now remember who he's talking to. He's talking to the children of Israel. He's giving them commandments. And he says right here, honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, if you're joining us for the first time or by way of recap or watching this later, we're in a summer series in the book of Exodus chapter 20, which is the Ten Commandments. And the goal of this series is behind every commandment that God gives, there is a principle that we can find within that commandment, which helps us have a great relationship with God and then a great relationship with each other. That's the goal of this series. So, so far we've come together, we've talked about the principle of priority, placing God first, the principle of purity, the principle of honor, the principle of just making sure that God is first and foremost everything in our lives. And what we're gonna do here today is we're gonna take this next step, although it sounds a little intriguing, right? Some of you, some of you, I'm gonna start looking up at the ceiling, some of you are in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s. Some of you are in your 80s, right? And you're going, top 10, honor your father and mother. What's the principle in that? So glad you asked. Today, if you're taking notes, I want to speak to you from the subject of the principle of submission. Uh-oh, there's that word. Some of you thought that just relates to marriage. No, no, no. The principle of submission. You guys ready? Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Let's pray. Father, help. Father, help today, especially in this area. In Jesus' name, in all God's people said, amen. Give your neighbor a high five and you may be seated. Thank you, Omar. I appreciate that worship team. Thank you. Okay, so let me make sense of this, okay? Out of all of the things that God could have placed within the top 10, I've often read this one and always wondered why would God, out of all of the things that he can put in this very, very important time in history, especially in the Bible, but thousands of years later for us, why would God put something like honor your father and mother, in essence, in his top 10? I don't know if you've ever read I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, of course, don't murder, right? Shouldn't be doing that. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, put God first, honor the Sabbath. Like a lot of those things make sense, and they should. And of course, this commandment, commandment number five, makes sense as it should. But the reason that it's always made me wonder why it's so important is because there are a couple of natural things that take place in your life, in my life. And we do have some teenagers sitting in the crowd, so you'll kind of understand this. But it's like there's going to come a time and point where you move out of your home. Now, has anybody else noticed that that age seems to get just a little bit 
older, right, as culture goes on. No harm, no foul, just saying. Used to be like, man, when you turned 18, boom, off to college, boom, off to a career. Now it's like 35 years old and you're still playing your Xbox, right? And it's like mom and dad, are, I'm just joking, unless the shoe fits. And maybe there's a reason for that. But it's just crazy to me that God would say, honor your father and mother. Because there comes a time where we are going to move out of that house. And responsibilities change. And opinions change. And life changes. Furthermore, if you take another step in adulthood and get married, the Bible very specifically says that when you go to get married, you leave your father and your mother and you join in marriage and become one with that other person. So in essence, honoring your father and mother has to be something more than just I was raised in their home and I must honor them and do what they say. What does it mean when I eventually leave the home and eventually get married? So we've said that in this series that behind every single commandment, God places a principle. And that is where I would say that when looking upon this passage and this particular scripture, I would say that God is saying to all of us, this is the principle of submission. And furthermore, here's what God, I think, would say. Um, he would say this. If I could teach you while you're young to honor your father and mother, then more likely or not, as you get older, you will learn to honor and respect others. That's why I think this is the principle of submission. I think God would say that I need you to learn this. And by the way, we need parents who challenge our kids to honor us, not to lord over them, but to steward them because they are a gift from God. But that's why the role as a parent, your responsibility is so much more than just going to work to pay the bills, to pay for this and to do this and to do that. Your responsibility as a parent is to actually train your child up in the way they should go and when they're old, they will not depart from it. That's what the Bible says. But furthermore, teaching them what it means to honor you. And furthermore, others. I would tell my boys this all the time. I, I still tell with MJ to this day. The reason why I love putting my boys in sports, and you could put that in a lot of different ways. I understand not every kid is athletic, and that's okay. But the reason why I like putting them under the, the ownership of other people is because I want them to learn how to honor those that have a place of authority in their lives. My son, as you guys know, I talk about it a lot, does a lot of golf. His coach is actually here. And there are times when I will watch MJ while his coach is giving an instruction, and I'll notice how MJ, if he's making eye contact or not. I will notice when MJ is conversing back and forth with his coach in a way that is honorable and respectful. It's not just that I want him to honor me, especially in our household. It's that I want him to learn this idea of submitting himself to someone who knows more than he doesn't know in that area. It's this idea so that when MJ gets older, if he doesn't own his company, but he works for somebody, he knows what it means to honor and respect somebody else in charge and that right there might make some of you just a little uncomfortable because our culture says most of the times more times than not those above us have no idea what they're doing some of you are smiling a little bit too much on that one right and listen don't get me wrong there, there are people in places of power and authority that 
that have a thing or two to learn. I understand that. But yet still at the same time, can I just say as a parent, have you always been perfect? Have you always given your child a reason to honor you? So why do we put that expectation upon imperfect people who hold a higher place than we do? Uh-oh. Eight minutes in and I'm throwing darts. Okay? Because, again, there's this principle. Now, it doesn't mean that we allow people to rule us who are doing it so in a hurtful manner or abusing their authority. It doesn't mean that we're just quiet and we're timid and we don't say anything. However, there is a principle from an early age that God says, if I can help you and get you to honor these people and honor your parents, that you will understand that as you grow up, it will go to teachers, it will go to coaches, it will go to bosses, it will go to leaders. I need you to understand the idea of what it means to submit one to another. So that's what God is trying to show us. God is trying to show us the principle of submitting to you and the principle of submitting to you. He's teaching us how to honor one another and furthermore teaching us how to obey. Would you look at your neighbor real quick and say, obey. It's a good word, by the way. Obedience is good. Nothing wrong with it. Now, I realize, like I said, this could be a difficult um, topic to hit. Because sometimes we've had people abuse authority, okay? So in the, in the idea of this message and the understanding of this message, please don't misunderstand me saying you must honor, respect, and obey those who are hurting you in some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying that. Matter of fact, sometimes the greatest way to honor somebody is to completely walk away from them. <laughs> because you're going to run out of patience. And I will too. And then we might do something we shouldn't do. Anybody ever been there before? Why? Because it just got to the to the boiling point, okay? So here's the thing. I want you to hear this, okay? The reason God places this commandment in his top 10 is because he wants us to submit one to another so our relationships can be all that they could be. Remember the big idea of this series. The big idea of this series is that my relationship with God could be good and my relationship with others can be good. And God wants both of those. They're equally important, okay? So real quick, let's define the word submission, and then let's look at what the Bible has to say about it. The word submission means a humble obedience to another's will. A humble obedience. A humility. A life that says that no matter how gifted or how good I may be in whatever area, that there is a humility that says, look, here's the thing. If you're needing this as my leader, as my parent, as my boss, as my spouse, that I humbly and with humility want to honor what it is you're asking of me. That's what submission is. Now, what does the Bible have to say about submission? I'm so glad you asked. It has a lot to say about it. So I'm going to breeze through some some scriptures, and some of these are going to be pointed right at you, some right at me, some right at others. But here's what the Bible says about honoring or submitting one to another. The first one, submitting to each other, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. That's good. We want to be wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord. And it says this, verse 21, ready? Submitting, what's it say? To one another. So submission 
when it comes to each other, says, I submit to you and you submit to me. It's a mutual thing. It's a two-way street. It's like honor. I can honor someone when they honor me, right? But here's the thing about being a Christian. You always go first. And that's hard. See, we're always waiting for people. Give me honor. No, no, no. As believers, don't wait to be given. You give honor. Always be the first to go. We have a statement in leadership. It says this, leaders always go first. So I'll rephrase that because it's not always about leadership. People with influence always go first. Those that are loving always goes first. I'm always looking for a way to do that. Submitting one to another in the fear of the Lord. All right, let's talk about spouses, married people in the house. Donnie, you ready? If you're not tore up from the floor up, this is for you. Told you I'd get it in there. Ephesians chapter 5. Wives, submit. Uh-oh. This is, this is usually where people tune this part out. <laughs> Gentleman in the back's pulling up his phone right now. Wife, are you watching this right now? Wives, submit to your own husbands. as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Ladies, it carries on. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Love is another way or another way of saying submit. Submission, if you love, you will submit. Does that make sense? Watch what it says here. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. I say this to guys all the time. Your job every day in your marriage is to die to your spouse because Christ gave his life. And he's saying right here that you love your spouse. You love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave everything for the church. So gentlemen, every single day that we live and breathe, when it comes, if we're married in this room or engaged in this room, when you are married, your job as a husband is to love your wife. If she needs something and it gets in the way of, you can fill in the blank, she gets first. I'm not going to like put like fill in the blanks right there because you could fill it in for yourself. But you do that. Submitting to parents who read this. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving. How about submitting to rulers? What's the Bible say about that? So glad you asked. 1 Peter 2.13, a lot of scripture here. Therefore submit yourselves. To every ordinance of man, watch here, for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as to those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, watch here, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That's a powerful statement right there. Verse 16, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God, watch here, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. You guys are quiet. It's amazing when you just read scripture, what God can begin to speak into your lives. Matter of fact, I think there needs to be some Sundays where I come up here and I don't say a word of my opinion or input. I just say, open your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 1. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Some of you have been in church, you know that could be for a long day, right? <laughs> Notice what God's saying here. God's word has submission for every area. Let's talk about elders. Now, some of you, if you've never been educated on this, would go, 
elders. You mean old people. It's not what it's saying. Should I have gone back there and said that like that? Okay, just making sure. What does it mean when he talks about elders? Okay, elders are being an elder in the church is a maturity thing. You've heard me say this before. We have people that think that just because they've lived some life, but they're still acting like a child, they're not an elder in my life. And I mean that very respectfully. Eldership in the Bible is a maturity in God's word and in the example of their lives. So just because they're, we do it with kids. I'm your elder. You better listen. We paint this picture of what this means. No, 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 no. This is a maturity thing. So notice what it says. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Doesn't get more plain than that. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Here's my, my general assumption of this passage of Scripture. The reason why we have a generation of younger people who don't want to listen to a generation of older people is because the whole crux of this whole series, we don't understand the power of relationship. And more times than not, and I'm guilty of this, as a younger guy, about to get real in here, my ego and my pride and my mindset that just says, well, you just don't understand. You're too far out of reach. Has limited my ability to grow in areas that I should be better in right now. And for some of us, we don't understand this. And the reason why is because maybe in some way that authority has been abused. But listen to me. If somebody that you know loves the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, that has your best interest in mind, comes to you and says, hey... Here's just something I've seen right here. I'd like to speak into that. As a younger person, can I just encourage you? Just listen. And then ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what would you have me take from that? And I guarantee you, he'll point something out, and then you've got some work to do. Now, I've said this also too before here because I want to be very mindful. Also, it goes on the flip side. If, if you're of the older generation, don't just tune out the younger generation because that happens too. And that's why you have people in churches who don't get along, and that's why you have churches that aren't multi-generational, because you all haven't learned how to get along and appreciate and understand the differences that every generation has. Am I, am I, make, am I making sense? I told you this might be a hard one to get through, but it's real. It really happens. That's why we don't see honor. That's why when we get together and do stuff, if you don't actually plan to, we usually only hang out with those that are of our same age, don't we? Oh, furthermore, if they only believe what I believe, because why would I want to spend time with anybody else who doesn't believe what I believe? Moving on, submission to spiritual leaders. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Watch here. For they watch out for your souls. Listen, whether that be a pastor or a ministry leader or a spiritual mentor in your life, listen to me very carefully. If they are under the subjection of the lordship of Jesus and they want to speak a word into your life, be submissive. Let them do so. Why? They're watching after your soul. As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for they would be unprofitable for you. Submissive to spiritual leaders. 
Lastly, submissive to God. This is probably the first one to start off with. Therefore, James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, we're all sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We've all been double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. That's a hard part to understand, but it's important. And then verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of of the Lord and he will lift you up. Listen to me, God will never lift you up to a place until you first go back to the beginning of that verse and simply submit. Am I, am I making sense this morning? Lots of scripture, but didn't that just literally cover every area of our lives that we find ourselves in subjection or submission to? Okay, so how do I take all of that and just break it down into one takeaway kind of quote or nugget or whatever you want to call it to where we could all understand? Again, I'm so glad you asked. I can tell you're asking it. Let me answer it. Write this down. Submission is believing it's more about you than it is about me. If I was to take all of that, whether that's submission to God, submission to my spouse, submission to a mentor, submission to an elder, submission to, to a ruler. What it's saying is, is it's more about you than it is about me. This is why marriages suffer. Because one party says, no, it's all about me. No, it's not about you. It's about the other person. Submitting one to another says, I, I preface you. So let me round third base here real quick on my way to home. Not in an Oakland A's uniform because we don't know how to do that. But let me just give you some talking points, okay? If submission is believing it's more about you than it is about me, let's have some talking points and understand this. Number one, write this down. Submission is ultimately unto God. In every way that I submit to you, it says more about how I value God than it does about you. Because everything I do in submission... I'm actually doing unto God. So, so imagine this, right? We know Colossians 3, 23 through 24, do all things as unto God, not unto men. Submission is the same way because if we back up in that verse, we see in verse 18, here's what it says. Wives, submit to your own husbands. Some of you are like, you already talked about that one. Nuh-uh, different verse. This is another one. Just thought I'd just throw it in there. Submit to your own husbands. Watch here. As is fitting in the Lord. So wait a minute, I'm, I'm not just submitting to Vanessa. I'm actually doing it unto the Lord. Meaning, Lord, if I love you and value you, I submit to my wife. Because I'm not really doing it for her. It's unto God. Do you see the difference there? Let's carry on. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. So if you're bitter, don't be bitter. Children, obey your parents in all things. Watch here. For this is pleasing to your spouse. Pleasing to your kid. No, no, no. It's pleasing to God. So I'm not just honoring just for you. It, it reflects my love for him. This changes the ball game. Because sometimes, let's just be real, some people don't give us the reason to love them. They give us the reason to smite them and to be upset with them and to be angry with them. But... If I love them as if I was loving the Lord, that means I can forgive. That means I can have a conversation. That might mean I might have to be long-suffering. We don't like that part. We want people to fix it and fix it now. 
Why? Because they're angering us, because our patience is gone. No, you need to be more like Jesus, more like God, long-suffering, understanding. They're going through something that I might not see. But if I'm going to honor them, it's pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. I'm doing it because I fear God. To fear God is to be in awe of him. It's to, to be in love with him. It's to understand that he's so good. Goes on to say, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Man, that right there, whew, let that one thing sink in right there. It's like we tell our, we tell our worship team, we tell our ministry teams, you're, you're not playing music. I'm not preaching for your approval. I'm not worshiping so you can think I'm good. I'm not doing it for you. I mean, by the way, I do love you, right? But it's not for you. I'm doing this unto God. I, I, this morning, I'm speaking. This is, this is the gift and the, well, I hope it's a gift to you. This is, this is where God has placed me. This is my life calling and every single week when I get off of this stage, just in this part right here, I've got to answer the question, did I do this for you or did I do it for him? And most of the time, when I feel I've done a really bad job up here, it's because I was too concerned about what you think. Yeah. I'm just shooting it real with you since I always do that. And I have to come to grips. I didn't do this for you. I did it for him. And there are times, if we're honest, where we go, didn't give my best. You ever been there? Everyone do this so I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, all done it. Because it goes in every avenue. Were you patient with your spouse today? Some of you smiled. <laughs> right? When that coworker walked away and you had the opportunity to have grace, did you keep your mouth closed? Or did you tell everybody else what, they, what, they, what you think they need to know about so-and-so who, by the way, just walked away? Let's call her for what it is. That's not honor. The Bible says submit one to another. That's not very loving. So why do we do it? Because we're working for, you know, you're working for him. I know it sounds crazy, but just put God right here every single day of your life. Right here. That would change. Colossians 4.1. Masters, give your bondservants whatever is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Listen to me. When we defer our preference in the best interest of others, we are really submitting our will to Christ's will. Amen? As Omar comes. The second thing is we have to understand is that submission is a personal, personal choice. In other words, somebody else can't make it for you. Have you ever forced your child to do something they really didn't want to do and then determine... <laughs> Listen, I was feeling that and thinking that. I'm just so good, right? You ever notice when you force somebody to do something they don't want, you can tell they're really not all in? I was training a guy this past week at, the, at my house, and um, great kid, and I was literally putting him through some drills and some things, and I can tell it was making him very uncomfortable. And there were some movements that he had to do that he wasn't too familiar with. And it was almost like I was saying, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to, and just like kind of forcing him to do so. And there was like this little bit of like, okay, I think I'm doing, I'm not quite sure I'm doing it. And it just felt forced. 
Sometimes, like with my kids, like I'm like, hey, please do this, and they don't do it. Okay, look, you're going to do this now, and it's like, the, oh, here we go again, and it's forced, and there's like no joy to it, which I get it. Sometimes there's no joy in actually, actually cleaning a bathroom the way it should be cleaned with cleaning products and brushes and all this stuff. It's like, hey, can I just do that quick wipe down deal, like the little light? No, no, no. This is called an SOS pad, okay? And it has cleaner in there. And this is called bleach, and it actually kills things and disinfects. And you're gonna, but then my hands, yes, your hands will smell like that. I don't care. Do it right. Perfect timing. Perfect timing, right? And so I remember I walked away and I could just, both my boys, both my boys like, oh, I'm doing it. But they don't want, when something is forced, you could just tell. Listen to me. No one wants to be forced. So when it comes to submission, here's what I've learned. You've got to make the choice to do it. It's complete. It is solely on you to do that. To say, hey, you know what? I'm going to learn to submit to somebody. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us, text CONNECT to 805-321-1357 or visit us at slow.canyonhills.com. Until next time, have a great day and be encouraged that God is with you and for you.